0: Welcome to the Ozbreakers, number one place for shared charitable betting information. Welcome back to Podcast 77 of 2022. I'm your host, Kiev O'Neill. You can follow me on Twitter at OBKiev. Follow us on the Ozbreakers. Follow us on social media slash the Ozbreakers. This episode is being brought to you by betrivers.com. For a 100% sign up bonus up to 250 bucks. please visit BetRivers. Use the promo code ODDS22 Terms, Conditions, and Location. Apply if you'd like to help us out with our cost, sponsor the website and the podcast, and benefit from our plays. Please visit theazbreakers.com, click shop, become a member. Pick any of our premium packages to get our plays before the line moves. You can also support us on patreon.com, or if nothing else, please visit theazbreakers.com or Telegram to get our free picks newsletter and become a subscriber another crazy weekend in sports my friends and now we have college basketball finally here another sport to add to our daily repertoire of handicapping if you missed our previous two shows they are dedicated to college basketball i did some recordings over the weekend a big 10 preview as well as tempo changes so make sure you check that out had a fantastic weekend betting again. Really happy that we nailed college football. Nine, four, and one, up six units. Could have been a little bit better. Did well in the NFL. Six, four, and two, up just a few units because my biggest bet on the Cardinals lost, although Sunday night was nice, uh, hitting the Titans at plus 11. Had a terrible number on that one. Went the opposite direction, but the Titans kind of did What I forecasted, it was a premium play. I talked about their path to victory, and that's what they did. They ran Derrick Henry right down their throats, did a couple read options with their quarterback, Malik Willis, and they ended up covering. And they actually should have won that game outright, completely got screwed by an official calling a penalty against the Titans when it should have been on Travis Kelsey, who pretty much ripped Joshua Kalou's helmet off right there. And they called the penalty on clue <laughs> i mean the titans are livid over the refs and they just they decided the fate of the game right there so there you go mike vrabel came out and said that they've been allowing kelsey to do that all year long it's funny you, had a, you actually just google joshua kalu and you can see some of the articles here even on fox news says titans holding penalty allows chiefs another shot at tying game nfl world left puzzled <laughs> puzzled We've been puzzled for a long time now. So, uh, just want to give a shout out to Titans fans saying, We feel your pain, Titans fans. Uh, And and I'll tell you, Bears fans for that Chase Claypool thing at the end of that game also feel your pain after NFL week nine. But, very fortunate to be profitable. We're always fighting the variance that's thrown at us, trying to get as much line value as we can. Our free picks have been killing it, and that's what makes this podcast great. We have a wonderful following of listeners. You guys all rock out there. Very fortunate to have you. Glad to be bringing as much information as possible to try to help you through your week of handicapping your favorite sports. Let's get into a little recap then of the weekend massive weekend in college football georgia beat tennessee 27 to 13 and that score wasn't even really 27 to 13 it was a lot more of a beat down than that uh tennessee scored six points the first half uh georgia scored 24 and kind of coasted ran the ball punted relied on their defense uh, georgia only outscored tennessee three to nothing in the third but Playing pre-event, they allowed Henn and Hooker to finally get a touchdown at the end, a garbage touchdown that still didn't affect the total or the side. I lean Georgia. Um, lots of people were on Tennessee. It's just one of those situations, just like how I handicapped it, Tennessee's defense is like switch tees. It just takes a couple hiccups for them to be completely out of the game uh, just because it's hard to stop the other team. But I will say that Tennessee's D did pick it up a little bit more. Uh, towards the second half of that but here's the good news for Tennessee volunteer fans it's like I said last week you guys are still completely in this and now you don't even necessarily have to play an SEC championship game right you can still coast right to the end of the season with one loss and you will be the number one one loss team coming in because you beat LSU who just beat Alabama we'll get into that and you beat Kentucky and you beat Alabama All right, you guys are completely fine. I highly doubt that TCU is going to finish undefeated. Uh, Spread certainly doesn't show that this week, does it? Uh, I don't think they're going to put a Clemson ahead of you after that ugly Notre Dame loss. I think that uh, you are completely fine here, and you will at least get a four spot in the college football playoff just based upon the amount of things that can happen. Uh, Ohio State versus Northwestern. (laughs) horrible game for ohio state but when i saw the wind going at fi- uh, 30 to 50 mile per hour gusts i quick bet northwestern plus 23 in the first half and uh a little sprinkle on the money line barely pushed i mean that thing was like 14 to 1 but um you know i also bet the first half under that was an easy victory it's just the, the wind was just absolutely insane and i can't i took a little from ohio state that game but to be honest with you the the conditions were so bad you shouldn't fault them that much. This was a northwest. This is exactly what Northwestern wanted against a great school like Ohio State. You want complete wins. Just leave it up to the run game the whole time, which Ohio State eventually uh, won against Northwestern as well with uh, 207 rushing yards uh, to Northwestern at 206. So it, it was uh, just an ugly game. Uh, next one, uh Clemson. I will talk about Clemson Notre Dame. This burned me. I had a I don't do a lot of parlays, I just do some beer money ones, and I had a a big one with this as the loser. I had massive line value at under 47 and a half. I think this thing closed at 43. Just frustrating as hell. You have 14 to nothing going into the fourth quarter under 47 and a half, and all of a sudden they decide to score 30. Five points in one freaking quarter.
1: Fucking bullshit!
0: I mean, just Dabo Sweeney just having to score the garbage touchdown there. But it was also his shit defense that was completely fraudulent this year. Clemson have the having the easy ACC schedule. This game I tweeted out shows you exactly the power of Of the ACC, in my opinion, in overall power, you know, comparing them to, let's just say, like the Big Twelve, the SEC, the Big Ten, they're much below, and they're probably below the Pac-12 too. This was another game where a lot of people were on Clemson, 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 Clemson. When I saw Notre Dame beat North Carolina, I was like, hmm. I am, and, and I was a sucker. I bet North Carolina that game. I one person didn't one person bet Notre Dame that was Michael Forden of the odds breakers here. Congrats to Michael Fordham there, and uh, I didn't want to fall into that trap and I'm glad I didn't because Notre Dame kicked the crap out of them. Now that's not going to do that well for Notre Dame in the long run, really. I mean, it was good for their coach, right? But it, they ain't going nowhere with six and three. That loss to Marshall and that loss to Clemson. No, sorry, their loss to Marshall and their loss to Stanford was absolutely uh, disgusting this year. They, they did play Ohio State pretty tough, so I will say that. Michigan just wiped Rutgers. No need to talk about that. Um, Alabama versus LSU. Man, that that was such a good game, especially at the end. LSU was just fantastic on defense, both sides of the ball. You could tell Alabama was more talented and probably maybe even the better team, but what did Kelly do at the end of that game? Something that Brian Kelly never does. He always kicks the extra point. He decided to go for it to win. Jaden Daniels throws a rocket down the sidelines on the little out route there, the two-yard out route uh, to, I believe, his tight end. They caught it. Two-point conversion done. LSU wins a massive game against Alabama, and that's just got to burn uh alabama bad uh i mean a game they could have won and just going back to the tennessee game they could have won that as well two games away i mean this really doesn't take away from alabama's overall power much at all and i bet lsu for reasons but it doesn't mean that i would have bet lsu if it was in alabama of course alabama would have been a 17 point favorite in alabama but I mean, this was just a massive game for the Tigers. The Tigers now control their own destiny to go to the SEC championship game. And imagine if they win against Georgia. Uh, That would be extremely interesting because they're going to be a powerful two-loss team uh, competing against like the TCUs and the one-loss Clemsons, the one-loss Michigan slash Ohio State, uh, to make this thing extremely interesting coming into the college football playoff. You know, the funny thing about the Alabamas and the Ohio States, they came into the season a lot more buttoned up than people thought they were. I, I, or that what they actually were. I, I mean, the reason I bet LSU is because I didn't think Bama was completely buttoned up, even though they had that talent. Now, when they do get buttoned up, they just crush everybody. But the same thing with Ohio State with, the, with their defense kind of messing up a little bit against Northwestern or passing game a little bit off some 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 of the routes or the kids are running are a little bit off and I'm not just talking about this northwestern game i'm talking about against penn state they're just a little bit off you know and it, it that's how you lose games you can lose big games when your team's a little off even though you're the better team that happens all the time in sports though that's why we try to find good spots to bet against teams and bet on teams you can tell when they almost buttoned it up a little bit in practice you can kind of tell when some teams slack off a little bit but massive game uh i thoroughly enjoyed that game it was right before i had to leave for my coaches uh to coach my son's uh little league game well it's actually uh a2 it's not little league he's only eight years old it's eight and nine year old kids but uh he's fantastic because we are now 10 and one in our far in our fall baseball league Texas Tech versus TCU. This was absolutely ugly. And I tweeted out an egregious call that completely screwed Texas Tech. Would have forced the fourth down. TCU would have punted. Instead, they scored a touchdown, a phantom face mask. The face mask didn't even happen. The quarterback turned his head and the official assumed it was a face mask. You can see on replay it wasn't. It, com- it was a third down Massive play for Texas Tech possibly could have eventually led to them winning the game, at least covering the spread. That was absolutely absurd, and so was some shenanigans going the rest of that drive against Texas Tech as well. If I'm a Texas Tech fan, I'm livid. They've been extremely noisy on Twitter themselves this week, rightfully so. Uh, UCLA Arizona State fifty to thirty six Arizona State was a sharp side so that was a sharp side that lost I just wanted to mention that it was kind of interesting um, you know this game was a little bit closer I would say than people think it was oh, it was within always two scores let's just say so I didn't get to watch much of that uh, just some of that I had to follow some of the Texas versus Kansas State game. Uh, I was getting a little worried at the end Texas does love to choke and they did allow a a touchdown up by two scores to Kansas State I did have Texas minus two and a half I did end up getting to the uh, window on that by the way Uh, I know on the podcast I kind of shunned it but I dug a little bit deeper into the numbers some of my colleagues like Texas so I was like you know what they're right I'm going to take Texas and I was glad to cash on that one Uh, Penn State nice job against Indiana You know, especially after that big Ohio State loss, they got right back up. So uh, credit to Franklin on that one. And then North Carolina versus Virginia. North Carolina could have scored at the end of that game, uh, but they didn't and ran out the clock. And, you know, that's just how it is. If you were betting North Carolina, you got screwed on that one. But like I said, when when I was on the show with Kyle Hunter and Big Al, at first I looked at the game. I thought I was going to bet North Carolina, but I was like, no, I am sticking with uh, staying off it. I know some of my colleagues bet Virginia, and they are absolutely right. So, uh, credit to them. I did get finally get to Kansas after all those Oklahoma State <laughs> injuries. I didn't get the best of the number. I laid three, but it didn't matter because uh, Kansas walked uh, easily 37 to 16. Now, I want to mention something about that. A lot of people are like, I don't bet it because I missed the good part of the number. But that shouldn't matter if it's still way off. Right? if the, if the numbers still way off and you didn't get the best part of the number that doesn't mean you shouldn't bet it you should bet it just based upon what it should be Oklahoma State no quarterback Oklahoma State no receivers banged up offensive line cash should have been favored by eight points in this game in my opinion I, I took Kansas my three it, I should have took it for bigger but um I didn't know a ton about Oklahoma State's backups. I thought they actually they actually did pretty good the last game but um that one was nice. A nice little winner for us as well. Let's move on to the NFL recap. Looking at the Eagles versus Texans, Texans cover that thing, man. You know, the all three double digit favorites covered, you know, I found I found that very interesting. As a matter of fact, the Eagles were only up by four points in the fourth quarter. So this was a, this was a game. Remember when I said the Eagles' rush defense ranks 31st in opponent EPA rushing yards? That came to fruition this game. The Texans' Damian Pierce ran all over them, 27 carries for 139 yards. Remember that in your Eagles games. Remember that when they're playing a rushing offense. That could really, really affect them. Uh, Bears' amazing job, Justin Fields. Holy cow. (laughs) He had 15 carries for... 178 yards. He also threw for 123 yards and three touchdowns. The dude had like a 50-point fantasy day. Just amazing keeping up with the Dolphins. And if it wasn't for that punt block touchdown and the call that screwed the Bears at the end, that should have been massive pass interference. The Bears win that game outright. Thank God it didn't affect us spread betters because I took the Bears at plus four and a half. It went up to five all week. Then it crept down to four in a lot of books. So at the very end, I knew I was on the right side of this Bears game. Uh, Chargers-Falcons, pretty disgusting. Um, Missing field goals for the Falcons. Just an ugly game back and forth. I ended up pushing on this one. I thought the Falcons had a good shot to win, but they hit that uh, field goal in the third quarter to go up by, uh, I think they would have went up by six points or something like that. Uh, I think they possibly would have won that game outright where they would force the Chargers to try to drive into an, uh, the end zone. Missing field goals was big. Uh, Bengals, Panthers, holy cow. <laughs> Bengals up 35 to nothing in the uh, first half. That that was the easiest teaser leg that I've hit in a long time. Bengals making it easy. Packers, Lions, I bet the Lions plus three and a half, and I, got, I was stupid to not put them in on the contest. Although the Packers did outgain the hell out of them. I thought the Lions were good backdoor material when I did bet them. And uh, just one of those situations where I got scared because the Lions rush EPA and the Packers coming off a loss. Well, you know, you start listening to a bunch of noise out there and sometimes it takes you off a uh, good place for your contest. But was happy to hit the bet anyway. When I didn't, it was Patriots-Colts. Oh, my God. Why was I betting the Colts? <laughs> i got some more to say about the colts in the next segment uh bill's jets had the jets and the money line sprinkle that was wonderful i thought the bills would you know possibly put on a little bit better of a show i mean they're up 14 to 10 at the half then just kind of choked it away and that's how the bills kind of are they usually pound teams by double digits or they lose outright there's nothing in the middle there very strange um so that was interesting. Vikings commanders. I, I thought the Vikings should have won by more. They really put themselves in a bad position. I thought it was just some kind of bad coaching, really. and Bad play by Cousins. Only 22 for 44. Uh, that's Cousins on the road for you. But they ended up uh, able to win that with a field goal. Would have been nice if they went in because I pushed on my Vikings minus three. <laughs> when I got down to three, I I'm like, I have to bet this now. It's down to three. But... Even though I liked Heineke, kind of. Uh, Heineke threw a nasty pick at the end of that game. And this was just another situation where the Vikings, instead of going for seven, ran the clock out and kicked the field goal. Uh, Raiders, Ch- uh, Jaguars. My number said the Jaguars, but I just could not bet them after them losing four games in a row and they're outgaining their opponents. It's just was absolutely absurd. And they started that game down like, 17 to nothing or something it was 17 to 7 for a while sorry 20 to 7 20 to 10 at the half <laughs> just a massive comeback i scored him 17 to nothing Raiders couldn't even score in the second half just pathetic on them my bad play the Cardinals versus the Seahawks Cardinals could not stop the run there was a horrible touchdown that uh, the Seahawks did get on a massive push off that upset me a little bit but I will say that that was a bad bet anyway because the Cardinals just could not stop Kenneth Walker, twenty six carries, one hundred nine yards, and two touchdowns. They, they couldn't stop him, you know. And not just that. If Kyler Murray's off a little bit, that's he's they're done. I mean, you know, it's it's all Kyler Murray on this team because their defense is so bad. If they cover the spread, it's because of Kyler Murray. If they lose, it's because of their defense and Kyler Murray wasn't on. Rams Bucks. there was another ugly game. The same time as the Cardinals versus uh the Seahawks. I thought that uh that was anybody's game at the end, but even the Rams, they have some serious problems. Now they're what three for five, three wins, five losses. Coming off the bye, they lost that too. The Bucks got a little bit healthier, so that's good for them. But they just still have a ton of problems there uh in Tampa. Now maybe now that uh Brady's divorce is finally going through. Uh, he'll keep his head a little bit more in this game. Uh, And then, like I said, Titans Chiefs, Titans should have won that game. Really glad to cover that spread. I set up a nice little middle in that game as well, Uh, a situation where all three double-digit dogs uh, covered this time. But I'm not going to be one of those people like you don't lay double digits in the NFL. I am not one of those people. I say you pick your spots. Now, I wouldn't necessarily do it often because all my rankings in the NFL – kind of have people a lot more bunched together than what some of these lines are as you as you remember i said both the eagles and the bills are a little bit too high against their opponents and i ended up betting the jets i couldn't quite get there with the texans but obviously that was a nice little cover for texans (laughs) betters The good, the bad, and the ugly from the weekend. Going to start out with the good. Sorry, Clemson backers, uh, Clemson fans. I have to say that's good. I just did, I was not buying you guys this year. I'm not a big Young Lele fan. I am a Dabble Sweeney fan, but I just see Clemson way too often in the college fo- football playoffs. I, d- I didn't think they deserved it. It would have sucked if they ran through this easy conference and. Uh, became a playoff team just based upon that but at the same time you can still prove yourself a little bit if you blow out this good Louisville team you'll take care of Miami and then obviously you have the South Carolina at the end of the year all three home games for the you win by a lot of margin maybe some turmoil happens TCU loses a couple times USC loses You know, you might get a loss from another loss from a Ohio State or a Michigan. Anything can happen. So uh, it's not like Clemson's completely out of it. SEC turmoil is a good thing, too, because I am sick of seeing two SEC teams in as a Big Ten fan or as how about this as just not an SEC fan. And I apologize to you listeners that are SEC, but I like parody. I don't love the fact that it's all going to eventually go to two conferences, SEC and Big Ten anyway. Even as a Big Ten fan, I don't like that. I like the representatives all over the United States. I think you should have 12 playoff teams with representatives all over the United States in different conferences. That's what I truly believe. I think you're taken away from college football and some of the rivalries by the way they're doing it just based upon the money. If you agree or disagree with that, I would love to hear you on Twitter. Tweet us at theoddsbreakers.com. So those are really my two good things. The SEC turmoil now that maybe just one team in the SEC. I I still think it's Tennessee though. It's probably going to be Tennessee and the SEC champions. So not going to worry too much about that. Um, The bad. Memphis going for fourth and 16 in a tie game on their own 45-yard line. Unreal. I mean... Your field goal kicker might suck. But that doesn't mean you're going to make a fourth and 16. Just punt it and try to push TCU on the one. Maybe you get a safety. You know? Did I say TCU? I mean, UCF. Punt the ball, for God's sake. Of course, that was one of my losers. Memphis plus three and a half. But, man, you had an opportunity to win that game, and you absolutely choked it away. Another bad? Sam Ellinger. Holy smokes, man. Now, this doesn't take away the fact I still think Matt Ryan sucks. But Sam Ellinger is not an NFL quarterback at all. You had 2 years to learn this system. Not all of it's his fault. He has a terrible offensive line, but dude, you can't even complete a freaking pass. I think we we're like almost through the whole first half and you didn't even complete a pass. And it's not like you're playing this amazing defense. You're playing the Patriots defense. You know, they're an okay defense. Curious where they rank in EPA now I'm talking all this. Patriots number one in defensive EPA per play. Well, fuck me. Uh, Next, Kyler Murray. I mean, he looked bad last game. Now, I know his defense is bad, but Jesus, you got DeAndre Hopkins there. Hopkins was blanketed. And he did throw to Rondell Moore and Ertz, but he was also very inaccurate. And he was also fumbling the ball. He turned the ball over when they should have scored and went up that game. Kyler Murray, you were bad last game, along with the Cardinals' D. Ugly. There is a ton of ugly here. I mean, just a ton. Obviously, the officiating, like I said, very ugly this week in both college and NFL. The Raiders. Holy cow. No points in the second half. You have control over that game. How is your coach not on the hot seat? Well, probably because you just signed the contract for McDaniels, right? Uh, but, uh, I almost think that he might be put on a shelf pretty soon and it'll eventually go back once again with his tail between his legs to New England to the Patriots, you know? And then, uh, just wait that job off. I, I know in about 20 or 30 years, Bill Belichick will retire, but you know, maybe you have a shot to uh, be a Patriots head coach, which is probably where you belong. But imagine that, losing in the AFC West twice, especially when it's so vulnerable this year too. Jesus. Ugly is Frank Reich getting fired. And I'm not saying he's done a fantastic job this year by any means. As a matter of fact, I always thought he was the brain's behind that eagles or the eagles super bowl but what i will say the ugly thing is that gm chris ballard didn't exactly set him up for success i mean his offensive line is the worst in football this year i remember ross tucker talking about that preseason he was worried about the colts offensive line shout out to ross tucker for for uh finding that out and And saying that, making it public before the season absolutely happened. You know, I got to tell you, credit to him because he was absolutely right. A lot of people were betting the Colts to win the division. And it turned out their offensive line sucks. And it also turned out that the quarterback they brought, Frank Reich, which was uh, Matt Ryan, not exactly an upgrade from Carson Wentz, who has been sucking, obviously, in Washington, was a terrible choice as well. So what could Frank Reich do? He has no offensive line. He has no quarterback. Well, he gets fired. I'm sorry, Chris Ballard. Maybe you're the one that should be fired. You're fired. The final one is the foul play suspected in the UFC. And I got to tell you, I'm pretty close with a lot of people that have a lot of sports betting information. And I hear things and I make bets. I do when I hear uh injury info before it's released I get a lot of that not that I'm the most dial in person in Vegas or nothing but I know some of that and I didn't get any of the information about Derek Minner so a lot of money came in on his opponent Shylin. and I was wondering why some of the books took it off the board but a ton came in by Shilin in the first round and then that's what happened Minner looked terrible and then apparently he was hurt. That was the information. But the leg he was hurt with was the one he was also using to kick. So a ton of money came in from different locations and all these books raising the the price all the way up to like the minus 420s. And now they're being investigated that either A, it's coincidental, B, maybe it was just one of those injury informations that got out or see which is would be much worse is if one of the uh, fighters threw the fight right so it's a big investigation i think the sports books personally are probably just crying about it because they got their ass kicked for uh something that went viral that they didn't hear of right away that's got to happen from time to time too but it was ugly because it makes the sport look bad not to mention with all the bad decisions lately from the judges in the ufc
1: the way i figure there's really not too much future when I saw an out front like you.
0: All right, my friends. Now let's get into a little college football week ten misleading final scores. Western Michigan outgaining Bowling Green three eighteen to two ninety one, yet losing thirteen to nine. They won the turnover battle two to three, yet were just bad in the red zone. Rice outgained UTEP five hundred two to three thirteen, yet only won thirty seven to thirty. A two to zero turnover ratio hurt their margin some boston college yards versus duke were all garbage time so i won't go into that umass's yards versus uconn were mainly garbage time as well uh air force outgained army 324 to 134 yet only 113 to 7 equal turnovers and bad red zone hurt air force's margin and that's why these uh academies have such low totals when it gets to the red zone Everything tightens up. The yet triple option doesn't work as well. Northwestern outgained the Ohio State 285 to 283, yet lost 21 to 7. This might be kind of a throwout game, though, because of that wind and that weather, the rain. It was terrible. I still adjusted Ohio State down a little bit for not being buttoned up. Ohio- Oklahoma outgained Baylor 499 to 413, yet lost 38 to 35. A 3 to 1 turnover ratio really killed them. They're at home, too. Illinois outgained Michigan 441. Sorry, Michigan State Sparty 441 to 294. Yet lost 23 to 15. Equal turnovers and at one to one, but horrible fourth down efficiency at one to six. Bad red zone as well. One fourth down conversion out of six. That's not going to work. Uh, UAB outgained UTSA 553 to 494, yet lost 44 to 38, a 1 to 0 turnover ratio and 10 penalties killed UAB. Arkansas outgained Liberty 428 to 315, yet lost 21 to 19 a 2 to 1 turnover ratio and being asleep the whole first half killed them. That was a fun money line sprinkle. That's the Liberty's the one I should have gave out as most likely to win outright. That was my second one. I gave out James Madison, which lost. Uh, Alabama outgained LSU four sixty five to three sixty seven. Yet lost thirty two to twenty one a one to zero turnover ratio. Bad field position and nine penalties hurt them. They also lost a phantom two point conversion. Uh, you know, so <laughs> Alabama still is a, one of the top four teams in the nation for sure. I think I have them three in my power ratings, but they're just uh, just not quite there. Do I have three or four in my power rings? Hold on a second. Don't want to lie to you. I have them four, close enough. Next one. Houston outgained SMU seven ten to six forty two. Ain't gonna play defense anymore. They lost seventy seven to sixty three. A three to zero turnover ratio hurt them bad. UNLV outgained San Diego State three twenty five to three fourteen. Yet lost fourteen to ten. A four to one turnover ratio hurt UNLV and uh, Wake Forest. Outgained NC State 414 to 325, yet lost 30 to 21. A 3 to 0 turnover ratio killed them. And man, my uh, Wake Forest under 8.5 is finally uh, potential now that they have three losses. Just need one more. They got North Carolina, Syracuse, and Ad Duke coming up. Colorado State outgained San Jose State 468 to 355, yet lost. 28-16, 28-16, to 16, a 2-1 to turnover ratio, 9 sacks, and 13 penalties did in Colorado State. And some of Cal's yards were garbage uh, to backdoor cover their game versus USC, so I won't get into that one. College football, Week 11, betting spots. Letdown spots, LSU at Arkansas after beating Alabama is a huge one. North, Notre Dame at Navy after beating Clemson is possible. Even though Navy's an old rivalry, it's possible. Now, they might still get up for it. Liberty at UConn after beating Arkansas straight up is one for sure. Michigan State hosting Rutgers after beating Illinois is one. Illinois finally lost. I guess I should have mentioned that in the uh, recap. (coughs) Excuse me. Kansas at Texas Tech after beating Oklahoma State is a letdown spot as well. Some get-up spot. Alabama at Ole Miss after losing to LSU is a get-up spot. Or do you think they could be flat? I I wanted to mention this. I think it would be get up because that's just Nick Saban. He's a great freaking coach. I think he gets his team up. They're still playing to get in the NFL too. Illinois hosting Purdue after losing to Michigan State is one for sure. And then the only look at spot I have is uh, Kansas looking past Texas Tech to Texas is possible. And a now sandwich because Kansas in the letdown and possibly the look ahead. NFL Week nine, misleading final scores. The Packers outgained the Lions 389 to 254 yet lost 15-9. A 3-1 turnover ratio all in the red zone. It was Aaron Rodgers throwing picks in the end zone that killed them there. Or at least in the plus side of the field. I, I, I saw two that were in the end zone. I think the other one was uh the Packers on the 20 or the 30 as well. That was awful. Uh, and Kansas City outgained the Titans 499 to 229, yet only one. 20 to 17, a 1 to 0 turnover ratio, 10 penalties and poor red zone efficiency really hurt Kansas City. The Titans worked hard against Kelsey. They shut Kelsey down, ran the ball, pat the victory like I was saying. By the way, the I just want to say that even though the Packers outgained the Lions, it doesn't mean the Lions would not to put up more yards in the fourth quarter had they not kind of trying to been run the clock. So this is why I have to have a decent discrepancy when going over some of these numbers and I'm not perfect either I'll uh, screw this up every once in a while but the information is so important when it comes to predicting lines looking at these box scores and seeing where the I guess the market is what you're playing against here will over react NFL week 10 betting spots let down spots unfortunately none the Jets are on a bye week and they beat the Bills straight up so unfortunately none right now get up spots I guess Carolina might want some revenge here hosting the Falcons now Baker Mayfield's going to be playing so I find that interesting Falcons are a bad team themselves um Carolina's looking interesting to me to say the least the Packers better get up hosting damn Cowboys this week not sure if it can happen with all their injuries now uh Two or three receivers have sprained ankles. They just lost their pass rusher, Rashawn Gary, to a torn ACL. I, I, I guess that Jones is going to be okay, though. His injury, I think he was also hurting his ankle, but I think he should be okay and probably play next week. But, jeez, these Packers are not looking good. Buffalo probably didn't appreciate losing to the Jets themselves, and now they're playing the Vikings. So just thought I'd say that, and I don't have any look-ahead spots. Uh, In the NFL. Now it's time for our college football. Week 11 free play. And I can't believe I'm saying this because I've been knocking this team for like weeks now. I'm taking TCU plus seven against Texas. I mean, my power ratings, even though for a long time has had Texas above TCU and I've been back and forth with TCU fans about that some, but it shouldn't be this big. You know, especially with Texas, just the way they've been looking so lethargic lately as well. They let Kansas State kind of back into that game. And Texas is a great team, but TCU is a very good team. I Actually, I'm going to take that back. Texas is a very good team. TCU is also a very good team. And TCU is playing for the college football playoffs here. Texas is out of it. So it's kind of like, how is this a seven-point spread just based upon a couple of those things? Well, let's look at the metrics here. Uh, offensive success rate is 17 for Texas that's nice 37 for TCU not quite as good explosive plays offensive explosiveness 84 for Texas and four for TCU they have a ton of big plays deep receiver routes lots of uh, average depth of targets it's just been amazing for them now they do give up some big plays ranking 125th and defensive explosive plays but Texas not that great ranking 89th Yards per play, Texas at 1.59, TCU at 1.8. I know Texas has lost their quarterback for a little while, but um, it, it shouldn't affect that much because there's only a game or two. This spread should be about three, three and a half. I, I would say this should be about three and a half in Texas, not seven. This is too high. I was, sh- I was shocked actually to see it go from six and a half to seven. You also have to look at the way the Big 12 is officiated. Big 12 has a chance to get into the college football playoffs. If TCU loses this game, the whole Big 12 might be left out. Now, obviously, you can't quantify that. But just watching some of the favoritism that's been going their way in those games, why would it not happen in this situation as well? So not just situationally, it matches for TCU here. It also does metrically. You know, just straight metrically, this should be a 3.5 point spread. I'm taking TCU plus 7 for 2.5 stars. So hot right now. Alright, now it's time for a little fantasy football with our guy, D. Nasty. Alright, now it's time for a little fantasy football. Week 10, D. Nasty is back. He was in Buffalo watching the Packers play the Buffalo Bills and having a lot of fun in uh, the old very old town of Buffalo, man. How was it, Dave?
1: I was awesome. Allentown was great. Went out there for Halloween. Uh, got to see the game at the stadium. The Highmark Stadium is a pretty awesome place. Tailgating was ridiculous. I have to say, the Buffalo Bills Mafia uh, is stuff above the Green Bay Packers, I think. I think the Packers are a close second, though, but uh, can't beat Bills Mafia tailgates and fans.
0: No, no, you can't. You can't. Um, that's uh that's awesome that you had a blast. Um, is Allentown like right next to Buffalo? Is that what it is?
1: It's, it's in Buffalo. It's it's kind of like a little suburb of Buffalo, but it's it's pretty cool. It's it's, it's where all the bars like and uptown, stuff they, are, Like uptown, they call it Allentown, like in yeah, uptown, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Exactly. Yeah, cuz yeah, I was, was in, when
0: I, when we were in Buffalo a couple of years ago, I don't remember like the name, but maybe we uh went by there. But it was uh yeah, it was a great experience. That's awesome. I'm glad you had fun and uh uh you know, definitely place that i recommend people go and the bills mafia is that serious it's fun isn't it it is it's crazy awesome stuff man well we have a lot of fancy football to go over and dave we have a few bye weeks don't we
1: yeah that one of the teams that's playing tonight actually so the ravens you will not be seeing the ravens next week uh lamar jackson devin dovery uh gus edwards Kenyon Drake, who scored tonight, Isaiah Likely, and Mark Andrews. So uh, those guys, get them all out of your lineup. You're going to have to find some pickups to fill in those spots this week. Uh, another one that has a couple of top players this week, Joe Mixon, who just went off uh, this week. Uh, he, you got to put him
0: on your bench, oh, unfortunately. He went off. <laughs> I feel bad for people. That, I, I played him in a league. So, yeah, oh, I mean, it's it – That's a, tough you to play a guy like that. Oh, just it was there's just no chance of winning <laughs> no the crushes all
1: your hopes of after that game and, done. and if it's you fun. had
0: Mixon and you lost you
1: suck at life no i had Mixon in one league and I, I scored the highest points of the entire year in that league yeah I, him josh allen and Tua all all playing for me this week in that same league and just... a two and travis entian jr too so yeah i crushed this week but anyways the, uh joe burrow t higgins uh we're gonna Joe Mixon, so uh, those guys get them all on your bench. Uh, Jamar Chase is still out, so you're not playing him anyways. Patriots probably not going to be starting many people from the Patriots, but definitely Ramad Stevenson, uh, Damian Harris if he was healthy, but you're probably not starting him right now. Mac Jones, uh, possibly uh, Jacoby Myers. So, uh, but those are the guys you're starting for them probably, but not many much else probably for the Patriots Jets. Who would have thought to beat the Buffalo Bills this week? Wow. Uh, but you're probably not starting many guys on their team, unfortunately. Maybe Michael Carter. Uh, maybe they're Ricky Garrett Wilson. Zach Wilson, maybe if you're in two-quarterback league. But uh, there's probably not many starters that you're starting on the Jets right now. So that's not going to affect you that much. The big ones are going to be the Ravens and Bengals, though, this week, definitely.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Bengals, Burroughs, killing it lately. And uh, the Ravens, definitely Lamar. Andrews has been hurt, but uh, the Jets have a few guys as well. So, um, yeah, interesting. It wasn't quite as bad as last week, but let's move right into key injuries, Dave. Uh, Who do you have for key injuries? Sounds good. Uh, This week we're going to
1: Baker Mayfield uh, was replaced by. Actually, Baker Mayfield replaced P.J. Walker to start the second half against Cincinnati. I do not think P.J. Walker was injured, but uh, Baker Mayfield did come in for him. That's just the one of note. Uh, So you want to keep that. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, a big injury, actually. Uh, He's going to be up four to six weeks, they announced today, high ankle sprain. So that's pretty nasty. Another big guy for the Packers, Aaron Jones, uh, ankle injury. And LaShawn Gary, uh, the linebacker, probably one of our best defensive players with a knee. They said he could possibly miss the rest of the year. Uh, So that's a big uh, injury for us. And Christian Watson, again, with a concussion i uh, a little sick of him getting injured all the time. I thought he was going to be better than he is, but he's just one of those China dolls that never can stay healthy. Uh, tight end Evan Ingram uh, suffered a back injury uh, against Vegas. Uh, then we also have, that's about it. There wasn't really many key injuries this week. So there's a couple other defensive players, but nothing of note. Uh, what else do you got, Kiev?
0: Yeah, uh, I think you had most of them. Aaron Jones should play this week from what I'm hearing too. Um, and yeah, Evan Ingram, the back, Christian Watson can cost mostly Packers. <laughs> Three Packers. Yeah. You know we had like
1: seven guys going out of this game. That's <laughs> just ridiculous.
0: Yeah, Rashawn Gary, unfortunately, IDP um defensive guy was uh definitely lost this week. So that's too bad for that. He's out with an ACL for good. So um yeah, I had PJ Walker's feelings were hurt. He's done. Looks like Baker's gonna probably finish out the year. Which moves us into the waiver wire, Dave. And uh, I'm going to have, I'm going to say Kylan Hill for the Jones injury for the Packers just in case. Um, We'll get your opinion on that one. But I think he might be the next guy up. Uh, Terrence Marshall was pretty good. with uh, He had six kind of garbage time targets. But when we get to the next section, I'll talk a little bit more about him. Wide receiver Sammy Watkins. I guess he's gonna once again make the waiver wire. I'm so sick of it. But now that yeah, Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson possibly not playing, they, Roger has to throw somebody. So uh, but
1: Watkins is horrible. Like he ran the wrong route twice, and it wasn't actually Rogers' fault either those two times. But like, well, was, who uh, else he got? I know. that He's got to throw to – well, Alan Lazard, but – Some people yeah, he's got to throw to s- else.
0: S- some people were saying to sign Odell Beckham. I think that would be interesting. He might be a guy to pick up, too, on the waiver wire, you know, just as a speculative move maybe. Throw him on your NA spot or your injured reserve spot. Oh, I definitely
1: think so. Yeah, the Cowboys are in the mix now to sign him now, they're saying, too, as well. I don't think he goes to the Rams anymore now that they've been losing, so – I don't know if he'd even come to the Packers now either. He wants to go to a winning team that has a shot at the Super Bowl this year. So I don't think that's the Rams or Packers, though. So we'll see.
0: Nope, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think it's the Bucs, though. It's a uh, lot of lot of new faces this year, uh, minus the Bills and the Chiefs, I guess. Baker Mayfield fe- is feeling dangerous. He's back. So he's on my waiver wire. And hopefully he's not dangerous to your team because I wouldn't put too much trust in Baker. Um, Tight end Cole Clement for the Bears is heating up again. Tight end Cade Otten for the Buccaneers is kind of hot right now. I think he might retain that spot with all the concussions that Cameron Braid has had. Uh, Running back Jeff Wilson. A lot of people might have dropped him when he got traded to Miami. And when CMC came to San Fran, of course, that started that whole fiasco. But he had nine carries and three targets last week. So that was interesting. Um, Wide receiver... Uh, I think I have it as Bandy for the Chargers. Eight targets, three rushing attempts. I don't know if I spelled his name right, Bandy. Yeah, that's right, McCall Bandy or something. Uh, Michael yeah, Bandy, yeah, Michael Bandy. Uh, so what's weird about him? Uh, I haven't really seen him. Yeah, like he must have kind of come out of nowhere. I, otherwise, I wasn't paying attention. But the, well, other
1: starting receivers, Keenan Allen and uh, the other starting Michael receivers, Williams. They're both out. So that's that was the he's kind of like the next guy up after Jordan Palmer. Yeah. Really Jordan
0: nice. Palmer was out too. Yeah. They they literally won on a skeleton crew. That's how bad the Atlanta Falcons defense is. Um, and really their offense in ways. Uh, running back Tyrion Davis Price, I think, is a good handcuff to CMC. I don't know if we talked about that yet, but he's probably the guy you want to handcuff CMC with. So, um, I would definitely do that. Dave, who you have in your waiver wire? I, I like Jeff Wilson as well.
1: Uh, he he got 27 carries to 24 for monsters So Monsters is gonna sounds like he's the number two guy. Kind of they're actually gonna go with Wilson now. Uh, so and he he's a 49ers ex 49ers guy as well, which they like over in, with the Dolphins. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Daniel Jones and Justin Fields. Uh, if you have if either one of them will go up, Fields has to it. be owned by now. Yeah, I would think he is. But if he is out there, but the guy you want to pick up though is Marcus Mariota only owned in 33% of leagues, and he's playing Carolina this week. So good matchup for him. So that, that's the guy, if you need a bi-week fill-in, uh, Mariota would be a good guy to pick up this week. I know Fields and jo- Daniel Jones are both going to be gone, but Mariota is the guy you want to target this week for a replacement at quarterback. Uh, Rashad White for the Buccaneers. Uh, Leonard Fournette has struggled the last couple weeks. Uh, White's logged eight carries for 27 yards and caught all three of his targets this, for, se- for seven yards this past week. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. So he's actually gradually taken over more and more carries and more, more looks in the offense from Lennon Fournette. He's been struggling the last couple weeks mightily. So only own thirty four percent of leagues right now. So up and coming Ricky, Rashad White for the Buccaneers. Jordan Wilkins uh looked like he was the backup to Deion Jackson this past week. Uh and he actually looked pretty good as a Getting the touches behind Deion Jackson this week. So, if Jonathan Taylor is for some reason out again, uh, Zach Moss wasn't active. So, those two are the guys to own for the Colts if they continue to have Taylor out. Isaiah Spiller, another guy uh, who actually pulled ahead of Sonny Michelle. So, he's actually the, the second in line there. And he's getting a lot of lead back carries after Eckler. So, another guy you want to take a look at. Kyron Williams, he's a, he's a guy that you want to stash too. He's coming back off the IR possibly this week. So, he definitely was a guy you want to pick up. Uh, One guy that could be a league winner if he's still out there, George Pickens, uh, owned about 50% of leagues right now, uh, still available in more than 40% of leagues. So, uh, with the Chase Claypool trade, Pickens is going to be their number two there, and he could blow up the rest of this year. So, definitely pick him up if he's out there. Pick it to Pickens.
0: Pick it to Pickens, buddy. That's what they're going to say, pick it to Pickens. (laughs) Exactly. I doubt, I doubt uh, it's going to be Mitch to pick in, so there you go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Odell Beckham
1: only owned in 23% of leagues right now. Uh, Kiev talked about him. We'll definitely pick him up if he's out there. He will be signing with someone soon. Uh, another guy, Kadarius Tony, who was uh, traded to the Chiefs. Uh, he got some early touches in the game last night, so I think they're going to go to him more and more. He's a nice little weapon for them now, so definitely take a look at him. A uh, guy that Kiev actually dropped in our, one of our fantasy leagues last week. I think he could be a league winner as well at tight end. Greg Dolchitz only owned in 35% of leagues right now. Uh, he was blowing up before the buy. Uh, he's going to be a big tight end down the stretch. Uh, so I think he's definitely going to be a league winner at tight end. If you need someone to th- fill in for these next couple weeks for buys.
0: Yeah. I just ran out of room. That's why I had to drop him. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't want to, um, no, good stuff. I have, um, a couple of those guys as well. So I like it. I like it. Uh, Let's move on to non-starters trending up for week 10, Dave.
1: All right. Sounds good. Uh, Non-starter trending up. Uh, I'm going with Marcus Mariota, who I just talked about picking up. I like him at the Carolina Panthers. Uh, What of a dud of another Thursday night game, though. Can they get any more horrible Thursday night games? My gosh.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, It it, it was a high-scoring game when they were playing for first place in the NFC South, which you should just call it temporary first place, right? Let's be honest. But uh, exactly. but the, I, I the total's still like forty two or forty three. It's it's predicting a a stinker. Yeah, it's
1: not going to be a good game at all. Uh, and then another guy I like trending up is going to be uh, Kenny Walker. If you're not starting him already, he's definitely a guy you want to start this week. Buccaneers have been struggling. Uh, they did play good on defense this past week, but Kenny Walker uh, definitely a league winner. Uh, if you can get him. Start him, plug him in this week. For any bye week fill-ins, you definitely need to start him this week. Uh, I'm going to go on a limb and say Jared Goff. Uh, He's trending up this week. He's playing the Bears. Bears give up quite a few points this past week. So uh, Jared Goff can put up some points. Uh, Lions have been playing tough this week, uh, especially after being the Packers. I think they could uh, put some points up on the Bears this week. So I, I like him trending up. Trevor Lawrence actually had a good game this past week. Chiefs don't have a dominating D. Uh, they have a decent D, but I think Trevor Lawrence can have a good game against them. Uh, Travis e 2 n has been playing out of his mind these past couple weeks, so I'm definitely moving him up as well this week. I like him a lot. Uh, another guy's trending up. I'm going to say Cream Hunt. The Dolphins' defense is not good. They don't put any pressure on the quarterback. They can't stop any running backs. They go up a ton of points. They, 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 thank God they have a great offense. Otherwise, they'd be like 3-6 and six instead of 6-3. and three. Uh, But I do like that matchup for Cream Hunt this week.
0: Cream and the, yeah,
1: And then another one I do like is going to be George Pickens, who I was just talking about before. I like him this week against the Saints. Uh, they have a good run D, but their pass D is not that good. So I do like Pickens to blow up this week possibly against that poor defense. Uh, I also like Michael Pittman. Uh, some people have forgotten about him on this poor Colts team with Sam Ellinger throwing to him, but I do like him against the poor Raiders defense. I think Deion Jackson can have a good game as well against that poor Raiders defense. Uh, I hate to say it, but I think Michael Gallup, Can have a great day against the Packers after our defense is injured. A lot of guys are hurt. Uh, Rodgers needs to throw up some points. So I think we're going to be playing from behind most of the game. So uh, I think Michael Gabb is going to have a big game against the Packers uh, with all our injuries, especially with Eric Stokes, our cornerback out now too. So uh, definitely a game I'm circling there. Uh, 49ers, I think they could have a big run day against the Chargers. Chargers are still hurting at wide receiver. So, I think the Chargers, or the 49ers, actually play well this week. Uh, and I think Debo and Brandon Ayuk have good days against
0: the Chargers. Yeah, as long as Debo's healthy, you missed last game. That yep. um, no, there's a lot of them, Dave. <laughs> I agree with Jared Goff, for sure. I had him written down. Um, I don't agree with one of yours, but I'll get into that in the next <laughs> segment. Michael Gallup, I completely agree with. I think that's a great find. Um, you know, it, it's the other corner against Jari Alexander that I don't like. Cd Lamb. Brian Robinson versus the Eagles D. If you noticed, Houston ran all over the Eagles last week. And yeah, so sure, that's yeah. really if you're if you want to beat the Eagles, you got to run the football. That's really how it is. And I think maybe a few teams will figure that out and pick up on that. Uh D- I think Damian Harris is going to have a good game against the Jets. It's usually it's Stevenson for sure as a starter, but if you need a flex play this week, he's not a bad look. Khalil Herbert versus the bad lions D is going to be good. Uh, even running back Dwayne Washington versus the Steelers, bad D might actually, uh, uh, get some carries this week, especially because, uh, what's his face is hurt Ingram. Yeah. Justin Fields. I mean, I haven't said him as a starter yet, but he's a starter now. He's a starter. And, uh, there's probably only three to three or four quarterbacks. I would, I would start him over, you know, this week, maybe one or two quarterbacks I would start over fields with that Lions matchup there. That is a wonderful matchup for him. Um, Jarvis Landry, he's finally supposed to come back next week, so I kind of like him against a bad Steelers D. I like Jerry Jetty versus a bad Titans D. Titans can't stop the pass in general. The problem with Kansas City is they kept forcing it to Kelsey, and they took Kelsey out. So, so Kansas City just had a bad game plan for that. Wide receiver Terrence Marshall and Baker Mayfield. That combination right there for the uh, Carolina Panthers against a really bad Falcons secondary. The se- the Falc- oh, yeah,
1: I, I do like that one. I missed that one. I do like that one a lot,
0: actually. Thanks. Yeah, the Falcons the, the Falcon secondary is the worst in football right now, giving up the most passing yards per game. But uh, definitely like the other ones you had as well, which moves us to Bus. I'm going to say any Colts player, so I don't like your Pittman one. Um, I, Sam Ellinger is terrible. I mean, freaking, right I, I guess if Matt Ryan plays, I would like him more, but I just can't trust any Colts player at all right now. Plus they just fired their coach and they put in Jeff Saturday, which was an analyst as a coach. And I know he used to play for them, but. Oh, that, that, yeah, that, that,
1: that was a very shocking. Move. I, didn't, I didn't like the Saturday move, but I didn't like the I, I, didn't, I didn't
0: like them firing their coach when they didn't give him a quarterback or an offensive line exactly you know, the it, offensive it, it, line
1: they gave up nine stacks this past week you they, can't your quarterback can't even throw the ball if you can't even get it out
0: they're the worst offensive line in football it's just ridiculous they should fire their gm not the coach right uh running back melvin gordon versus the titans d the titans are great at stopping the run they're not great at stopping the pass uh, especially in the deep routes uh quarterback aaron Rodgers versus the cowboys d dave he is bust city, especially if he doesn't have anybody to throw to this week. So I love, I, I think I like saying that it's a little bit too much. I don't know. Uh, I can't disagree with that one though. I And I'm going to disagree with the Kenneth Walker thing. I have him as a bust. I, Tampa's Rundy is still really good. And now, Hakeem Hicks is now back. He was out for a few weeks, which is where they were leaking a little bit. But now that Hicks is back. I trust their run D, but it, it, I I wouldn't be shocked if, if he does run them. They're, they're playing in uh, Europe, I believe, Dave, right? This is the Europe yeah. game, I think, not the Mexico one. I'm pretty sure it's the Europe one, and so that's going to be really interesting. Uh, running back Najee Harris versus New Orleans D is going to be kind of a questionable play. He doesn't have a good offensive line. Uh, I know Lamar Jackson ran all over New Orleans tonight, but that's Lamar. That's running quarterback. That's harder to stop. A whole, completely different animal. Wide receiver. C.D. Lamb versus the Packers, Jari Alexander. I don't like that at all, but that's why I do like Michael Gallup. I think he's going to suck in all the uh, yards, and I think, actually think Michael Gallup is a good prop play coming into this week as well. It's about time this guy blows up He better this week. Wide uh, receiver Curtis Samuel. I'm not sure if he's like your starter anyway, but I don't like him against the Eagles past D-Dave. So those are my busts, my friend. What are yours? Yeah, I'm going to say...
1: I'm going to say Geno Smith against the Buccaneers. I know the Buccaneers' past defense isn't that good, but I think he struggles a little bit. Finally, uh, he's he's been too good to be true these first these first half of the year. So I think he actually throws up a dud this week against the Buccaneers. Buccaneers played well this past week on defense. Um, downgrading Kirk Cousins against a tough Bills. D they're going to be mad coming back after that loss to the Jets. Uh, they're going to be coming out with some fire. They're going to, they're going to definitely be all over Cousins. So uh, I think the Vikings probably are the worst seven one team to tell you the truth. Uh, they've beat some crappy teams in there, but the Vikings, you can't argue with their record. They were 7-1. They're a good team, but I think the Bills have their way with them this week, I think, though, and they're at Buffalo, too. I so, agree. Uh, I agree. I don't like them. Cook, I still is still going to get his, but I think Kirk Cousins struggles a little bit this week, definitely. Uh, I'm going to say, too, uh, I think Jacoby Brissett struggles a little bit against the Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins don't have that good of a D, but I think he struggles a little bit, too, as well, because they're going to lean more on the run game anyways. Uh, against the Dolphins. Uh, I do agree with you on Najee Harris. I don't like him against the tough New Orleans run defense. Uh, I'm going to say, too, Malik Willis. He looked bad in the last couple of weeks. Uh, you're not starting him anyways, but I don't like him this week against the Denver Broncos. Uh, they're going to be loading up the box against Derrick Henry, but Derrick Henry is such a beast. He's going to still run all over them. Uh, I don't like J- Josh Jacobs against the Colts. The Colts have still a good run D. Uh, so I'm gonna downgrade j- Josh Jacobs. He's he was blowing up the first couple weeks there for for a few weeks there, but the last couple weeks he struggled a little bit. I do have to agree with you on Aaron Rodgers, unfortunately. Uh, as it pains me to say it, I don't think he does well against the Dallas D. Dallas has a pretty underrated defense. I think they're one of the better defenses this year, so I definitely think they struggle. I don't like James Conner against the Rams defense. They have a, still have a good line. They have a, still have a great defense. I don't like James Conner or whatever running back starting if he's out or splitting carries with with you know. Benjamin, I don't like either one of them. Uh, Austin, Austin Eckler, I think I'm downgrading him a little bit against the 49ers. I think they have a better run D than most people think too as well. So um downgrading him as well.
0: Yeah, uh, Eckler, we'll see. I mean, if they get too one-dimensional, they're going to try to stop him as well. Uh, yeah, the Niners are just so good. Hard to, it's hard to bench Eckler, but he if he, you might have a better option. I do agree with that. That brings us to our nasty sleeper, Dave. Who do you have that's going to win our fantasy football week 10?
1: I'm going with George Pickens, baby. I like him. Uh, with Claypool gone, I think he could he blows up the rest of the year. Like He could be like the semi Chase of this year, I think, the rest of this year. I think uh, he's going to put up some big numbers in the next couple weeks. So I'm going with George Pickens as the nasty sleeper of the week.
0: All right. No, I like it. I'm going with the man... That just broke Michael Vick's record, my friend, Justin Fields. And I'm sorry, people weren't starting him. There's a lot of people that benched him. So he qualifies for a sleeper. It, he, this is probably the last time I'm going to say it, unless unless he gets benched again. I think that, in uh, bench and fantasy, that is. I, I think that he's here on out, going to put up enough rushing yards, uh, enough uh, completions, maybe a passing touchdown or two. I know it's not going to be nothing like last week. But, you know, it, there, there's going to be weeks that are similar to that. There's probably going to be a few bad ones. But Justin Fields, baby, is my nasty sleeper versus a terrible Lions uh, I mean, I bet the over in that game. Come on. <laughs> so here, here's
1: a good question for you then. Justin Herbert, who I have in, in your league, actually, and Justin Fields. Who
0: do I start this week? Oh, Fields. You're not going to play Herbert against the freaking Niners with no receivers. Yeah. <laughs> Think all about right. that. Think about that. Man. I know I was already thinking about it,
1: but I'm like, it's still hard to start fields after the first couple of weeks of the year. First three four weeks weeks of the year was pretty, pretty brutal, but now they're now they're kind of unleashing them a little bit, which I like. They're actually starting to let them play now, which is co- kind of cool.
0: Yeah, the, it is, and the 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 Lions' defense is the gift that keeps on giving, my man. And uh, <laughs> holiday really season, is. they're going to be giving gifts all year long. And they're terrible mm-hmm. and. You're going to want to start those quarterbacks against the Lions. And you're probably going to want to start them against the Bears D2. Don't get me wrong. We like Jared Goff this week as well, Dave. Anything else before we go?
1: No, just make sure you get those players up for the bye weeks and make
0: sure you get the, pick up those waiverware claims to fill in your bye week players. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dave. And thank you guys for listening to this podcast. If you have any questions for us, please tweet us at Ozbreakers.com. Have a great rest of your week and go get some... Winner.